0: I really want it to be 80s newscaster music.
1: This show is not allied with any sect, denomination, political entity, organization, or institution. Does not engage in any controversy. Neither endorses nor opposes any cause. Neither do we. We're not affiliated with Alanon or any other 12 step program. The opinions expressed here are strictly of the person who gave them. Please take what you like and leave the rest. Hi, I'm Corey. Hi, Corey. I am Claire. Hi,
0: Claire. And this is Crosstalk. This is
1: Crosstalk.
0: Um, well,
1: you're gonna get current with me, I gotta, Corey. I gotta get
0: current with you. I gotta get current with you. You better. What are you current about? <laughs> How do I not get current about work? I think is the key to me these days. What else is going on in my life?
1: How about this? I don't want to hear. You don't want to hear
0: about it. I
1: don't want to hear about it. Give us something else. Give us something else. Yeah.
0: Okay. So my partner went on a trip (laughs) this week that was supposed to be Mm. two days, and ended up being a week. And I need a lot of space in my relationship generally, but actually this time, like after about a day, I was like, "You can come back now." Um, and it was really, it was really nice because usually I'm trying to get too much space or trying to get more space and not um, trying to get less space. I really want to show up more for my partner in my relationship because I am too focused on other aspects of my life, and I'm I have trouble showing up. I have trouble be, trouble being present in my relationship. It's definitely like the hardest thing to do. I can show up and work in friendship much easier. And so I'm really trying to work on that. I don't know what that looks like uh, yet. Um, But I think what it is, is a lot of dates. Even though we're in like a long-term relationship, Mm. going on dates again, especially now that we can go on dates, I think it was really hard during the pandemic. Really carving out time, you know, really carving out time that is specific for the activity and not relying on spontaneity. And I think Mm -hmm, think there's a mm -hmm, lot of... um, mm -hmm desire at least in my unrecovered brain and maybe in American culture that love and relationships and such should be very spontaneous and if it doesn't come spontaneously that it's you know being forced or it's not right or something and and you talk to any expert and it's like yeah yeah yeah." even sex like eventually no longer spontaneous if you're relying on spontaneity in your long-term relationship you're gonna probably struggle in the long run you need to Carve out time and space to be present, so I want to carve out more time and space to be present, and I would like to carve out more time and space for my program and I haven't been doing that, so that's kind of me currently i'm going to make a commitment on the pod to uh to do more of it, and I'm really excited that we get to do this pod because it's part of my program now, which is really amazing. How about you? what's going on
2: with you uh
1: I love the you're making a commitment on the pod. Wow. That means everyone can text Corey on our uh, through the DMs of the Instagram crosstalk. Yeah. Corey, did you should I call that oh, no, for commitment? my commitment? Uh, just kidding. Don't do that. I mean, I mean, you, mean you can, can but you don't I mean whatever but you want. I'm but obligated
0: to answer, to answer you because I'm in program.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> if all there's like one person that follows our Instagram. That's
0: anyway, not so. true. We um, have a few followers.
1: I know. We're bigger was, than the Beatles. I was participating in self-loathing. Um <clears throat> what is going on with me? You know, I've had a, a spiritual awakening lately. Lately. Recently. And I'll just talk about that for a few minutes. It's fascinating. I had like a little uh like HP. I think in one of, like, the earlier episodes, I said, like, that was the first time HP came and sat on my face. And um, HP likes to sit on my face when I'm not paying attention. Um, It's a sure way to get my attention. And that usually, I mean, sometimes that looks like totaling a car. Sometimes that looks like (laughs) uh, having a... a, a (laughs) what I would call to be an antagonistic person show up in my workplace (laughs) that prompts me to leave a place Mm -hmm. that is no longer serving Mm -hmm. me. You know, like my HP likes to show up in these really um, multifaceted uh, packages that have a lot of opportunity for me. And I am so grateful for recovery because I'm able to see the opportunity in these packages where it once not that long ago, I would have been a victim to this circumstance. Right. And like, I can control like my attitude perspective and sometimes my circumstances. And I am of that belief that like, for me, I've like adopted that and also like turned it into like my attitude plus my perspective will equal my circumstances. Like what, um, like the equation for me, that's, I use that in my practice and the looking at it that way. So it's like, yeah, so I've had some stuff roll around in my relationship recently my my romantic relationship and partnership and then also like a lot of work opportunity like just clear opportunity in work and then also like a lot of growth opportunity through outside assistance right like non program related things like I took a life coaching course for six months I think I'm gonna do na- another six months of it um. Like, there's just a lot, like literally in all my affairs, I'm like, it's like a values upgrade and like, I'm in an upgrade spot and it's been kind of uncomfortable. Um, but also l- less uncomfortable. Right. And more, I have moments of uncomfortability, but I will say truly the through line that I'm experiencing is excitement because I like, I, I like a lot, honor my feelings. And then I'm like, okay those feelings are true what other feelings are true like where's my gratitude list like what do I have today like oh okay and it's like wow like I'm so capable of achieving like the goals in my life that I desire and like that's just because I believe in myself today you know it's like a program of self-worth and self-acceptance is what my sponsorship teaches me and it's like fuck yeah it is like how do I love myself more how do I accept myself more and then like how do I change my attitude and perspective around these new things that are coming towards me and like maybe maybe my higher power is just trying to do for me what I cannot do for myself please god do it thank you because like I can't and let him let them you know and um and I know I'm not like being very specific, but like, there's just no need for me to be specific. It's just like, imagine the thing that you want in your workspace. Great. It's showing up for me. Like, am I, can I show up for it? You know, like imagine like opportunities that you wanted in your romantic partnership. Like they are showing up in an odd package, but they're showing up. Am I available to like get on board for that? So that's where I'm at. And I'm just like, I had some Reiki recently. That's a part of my spiritual practice and a tarot reading and some candle work. And I don't fucking care how that sounds. That's what works for me. And I guess like I have worry about other people's judgment of my <laughs> spiritual practice. Um, but that's what works for me. And I got a lot of stuff in that that I like am shedding an old self. And then um, and then I had a huge astrology reading that I hadn't I had never done one of that scale before, that just kind of like cemented these these things about myself that like I'm always trying to show up and do but feel like I need a permission for and I was just like oh, I don't fucking need permission I get to just show up as myself and like honor myself other people can can show up and express their feelings and needs and then I can go from there so it's an exciting time Corey it's an exciting time that's uh for that's you that's what I got excited for you yeah um that's my current well, getting like you're being
0: of service to yourself thank you do you feel like that being oh service?
1: my god wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute i see what you're doing here <laughs> i see what you're doing here i mean just is that our question
0: like do you feel like you're being in service to yourself uh but you know what claire why not let's let it be our topic
1: yeah, I happens. do. I, I do. At
0: all. Um,
1: uh-huh. and, uh huh. <laughs> and
0: let's let it be our topic, and let's <laughs> let's maybe introduce our our guest today, uh, Russell, who's going to talk to us about being a service. Welcome to the pod, Russell.
1: Let's do it.
2: Hey guys, my name is Russell. I'm a grateful member of Al Anon. Thank
1: you. Hi, and Russell.
2: Hi, guys. And before I start talking about service, I need you two to be a service to me, and I need you to listen to me for five minutes because if I have to go straight into service, it will not be pretty. <laughs> so I need you, even if you delete it from this track and don't play it, I need you to listen to me bitch and moan because I've got five minutes of bitching and moaning to do.
1: I love because, it. Save so, your needs. Yes. So Corey
2: sent me a text an hour ago. By the way, we're going to send you the location for this in your email. You need a computer. Well, wait a second. (laughs) I always use my iPad and my iPhone. I don't use a computer anymore, so I have to borrow my husband's computer. Husband's computer is on the side of the house where they're doing construction. You need to be quiet, so I have to move the computer from the one side of the house to the other side of the house. Amazingly, I'm actually very tech. My husband's not very tech. He moved it for me, amazingly. I come down here. I plug in the surge protector because I know if I don't plug in a surge protector, it's going to blow up on me. So I plug in the surge protector, turn the computer on. It asks for my password. I haven't logged into this computer in over a year. I have no idea what the password is, so I'm struggling to remember the password for it. I finally remember the password. I finally get in. I finally get into my mail mail. Mail is not synced in whatever, and I can't get it started again to receive the email from Corey that has the link to the podcast. So I have to log into Safari to log into AOL to get my email from it. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I get the email finally in AOL. I click on the link. It does not work through Safari or Firefox, Zen. Zen only works through Chrome or some other anarchy anarch, whatever uh uh the browsers so i have to log in chrome so i then click back onto the safari aol but that link will only work with safari so i have to log into aol on chrome and re-put in the exaggerated long hyper difficult password in aol on chrome to get through and plug it in Fortunately, being an Al-Anon, this only took me 10 minutes longer than it should have taken. But still, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm trying to be of service here. And then through the whole thing, I'm thinking, okay. And I really do believe this. I really do believe this. There is a plan, and everything has its purpose. And I know this is part of whatever universe universal principle god has for me that my higher power and i know that there is a plan for this i don't know what it is (laughs) and that annoys me and then i think well maybe god's just trying to calm me down Mm. maybe i was getting so hyped up in order to spend all my energy doing this very crazy stuff in order to do something fairly simple just talk i've talked about my experience strength and hope my service all the time and I'm done. <laughs>
0: well, definitely, being a service, you, you really went above and beyond. That's a, and so we're gonna have to take all that that to heart on on our next guest. It's never come up before.
1: Right. Thank you. There we go. You, you know my this I, the whole time I couldn't you know. I couldn't help but just be in God's humor and like I have had those days, Russell, where it's just like the one thing and then the next thing and then the next thing and then the, it's just like, Can I get a fucking break? <clears throat> and my sponsor's always like, you know what, Claire? Being of service isn't always convenient. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. But it's true sometimes. <laughs> You know? and, I, and I really hear that about the universe, you know, and like, I believe that too. It's like, a, you know, well, and I love that you allow yourse- you're allowing yourself to have your feelings too. You my know?
0: takeaway is that you're being so, of service to the pod because you've just pointed I, out all the potential pitfalls that we should be prepared for because that's never happened. And now we're going to have to write out exactly what needs to happen <laughs> so we can spare other people your frustration tr- in the future. <clears throat>
1: It's true. We were being like served. we need to send an email. Yeah. We were like we need to send an email that's like has all of it in it because like we're operating in our world where we do this all the time and it's so, you know, but we were like, oh, like this has become very clear. We need like we need just like a lovely professional. If you sign on, this is all the things you'll need. Let us know if sure. you can still be of service. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm still so the Zoom you. age. You know, I'm a Zoom age where I lay on my couch or lay in bed. I've got the, my iPad on my belly. Everybody looks at me like I'm asleep probably. <laughs> and that's the way I do my Zoom, you know. <coughs> so I'm not – I just right, – right now I'm sitting in front of the computer. I just – I haven't sat in front of this thing for, God, at least over wow. a year. I just don't use wow. it. I use my phone for everything well yeah. we're going to trouble sorry them. that being said so do you need a real 10 minutes or
0: without my no, 10 I'd minutes no I'd love for you to share a real 10 minutes about being of service I think
1: yeah or five maybe yeah. you okay.
2: feel like that five was part of it <laughs> all right I think one of the things I really want to talk about and this is one of the reasons I think God has intervened I will say
1: how do you want your time Russell service.
2: hmm
1: how do you want your time oh, oh just 10 10 up okay great yeah. you got it
2: And I'll just go for as long as I feel to, we'll see. I can be, I can really float between a loving, wonderful elder statesman and a real pain in the ass um, uh, bleeding deacon, as the 12 steps in all programs talk about. And I try to be the elder statement as much as possible. But the bleeding deacon can really arise when I see people doing it wrong. And everybody, I believe, has a concept for themselves about what others are doing wrong. And for me, as I believe everybody else, I need to set my boundaries about what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And I have a really large birth of what is unacceptable, and that's OK, because I know people are struggling. People are finding their path in program. And what I want to talk about lately, because I've been seeing a lot in program, is people telling other people they're doing it wrong. That is not how we share. That is not what we talk about. that is not what we do. And I for me, that's a poison. It's a poison that lingers in program. And especially for me as a double winner and an Al-Anon, al have a very special what is right, what is wrong. You know, it's just the way I was, grown, I was brought up. Uh, I needed to make everything right in order for it to be comfortable for me. Anything that was perceived wrong by me was terrifying, scary, and devastating. And I see people in program who say, well, you can't say that in the program. You're, you're not allowed to mention the big book, the Bible, the this, the that. And I see people say, well, you're not allowed to share for three minutes and two seconds. It has to be for just three minutes. And for me, I really try to come from compassion. I really try to say, you know, I was broken when I came in program. When I came in program, I shared some crazy stuff. I shared some stuff that I had done that was really hard for me to share and probably a little inappropriate for me to share in a meeting. But my fellows in program allowed me to share. They didn't shame me. They didn't cut me off. They didn't stop me. They didn't tell me I was wrong. The thing I kept hearing was, keep coming back. And at the time, all that meant is that I was welcome to come back, and that meant that I was welcome in the rooms of al-anon and what i quite often hear lately is people saying you're not welcome in the rooms of al-anon you're not welcome because you're a double winner and we don't want to know about it you're not welcome because you're not gay you're not welcome because you identify as he or she or they or them or this or that one thing i was told very early on by some people who i really admire and program was it's a three-minute share You can't listen to somebody share for three minutes? Is it going to destroy the room, destroy the stability of the room? Or can I let them share what's really going on with them? The pain that they are are suffering. And, you know, everything I am saying is strictly my own opinion. If you don't like it, that's fantastic. Curse me, write me a nasty letter. I, I really, I'm fine with that. I've had it all. Because I've been on the other side. I have heard things that I could not understand, and I could not match with the program. But I kept coming back because I still kept knowing that at the end of the day, as broken as I was, the rooms were a safe place for me. There were people who kept saying, come back. There were people who said, we love you. And there were people who offered me a cup of coffee. And that was what I needed. I needed to feel welcomed because in this world, I never felt welcomed. I always felt so a part of you know, not a part separated part. I felt distant. I didn't feel. And for somebody who comes from Al-Anon as I did with the, the situations and of how I grew up, feeling welcomed was huge. And that was service. That was service for me. And Sometimes today I love hearing the craziest, out-of-the-park, weirdest shares because that just reminds me we're all struggling with different things but that we all have the common problem of Al-Anon. We all have the common problem of coming from the family disease of addiction. And I know Al-Anon says alcoholism, but I expand it. Alcohol is an addiction. I cover a lot of things. There are people, again, people who say, "If you're the family of a heroin addict, you can't be here." There was Narcan on. It's like ah. love and tolerance. And if I can say that one more time and get an amen, love and tolerance, amen, motherfucker, amen. Broke, I broke my mute. You can sentence, curse. It's okay to curse. <laughs>
1: Oh, you can cuss here. It's
2: totally fine. <laughs> Amen, people. Amen. Love and service. When I first came into the rooms and I and you know, I've been in big cities meetings, so we get a lot of homeless and mentally ill people because it's free coffee and it's a nice warm chair to sit in. And when we do the Serenity Pair before COVID, I held hands. I reached my arm around somebody and squeezed them and gave them a hug. Because I can always wash my hands afterwards. They're not going to do anything to me by holding their hands. If it makes them feel welcomed and loved, God bless. What is it about me that I cannot sit there and listen to somebody talk a little wacko? Because I'm so uncomfortable with it. Why can't I accept them for who they are? And I know I can be that bleeding deacon, and I can be that elder statesman, and at the end of the day, I'm just another member of Al-Anon. I'm just somebody with my own experience, strength, and hope. And one of the things I heard early on from somebody who had been to Al-Anon for a brief period many decades ago, and it broke my heart, they'd been to Al-Anon for a couple months, and they asked somebody to be their sponsor, and the person replied back, no. That's all they said. Just no. They didn't give a reason. They didn't give any, any, any re- anything, you know. They just said no. And the person thought, well, if that's what program is, I'm not bothering to come back again. And they stopped coming altogether. I'm not saying you have to say yes to every person who asks you to sponsor. But you can talk to them. You can give them your number. I, I have so many. Me personally, Russell, I got a lot of sponsees. And I will still take sponsies because it's part of the, for me, it carries the message. I am able, because I'm retired to carry the message to as many people as possible. I am available to take calls from as many people as possible. Partially also because I know a lot of Al-Anons don't. We're afraid of breaking people. We're afraid of hurting. Can't do that. Cannot do that. Cannot break somebody in program. The worst that'll happen is they'll listen to us and go, boy, that guy's crazy. But they'll ask somebody else about it. And that's the thing. Somebody asked me to be of service. Yes, absolutely. How can I help you? What can I do? I've taken calls at 3 o'clock in the morning from people who are in crises. And I don't know if I've ever saved anybody's life. But the fact that I do know is they have saved my life at the end of the day, that's what service is about. My service is not to save somebody else. If I do, fantastic. Overjoyed. Russell, thank you. Whatever you said saved my life. Great. Glad to hear. But the fact is, me being of service to others is very selfish. It is for me to take care of myself that is the 12th step and that is the main principle of the program unity service recovery which cover all three of those cover being of service you know unity of working with others service of carrying the message um recovery carrying the message of recovery all of these things come back to the same thing being of service carrying the message helping myself by helping others i mean i don't know if you two still are but for a period you were both grand 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 sponsees you know the chain of the ladder and that's such a beautiful thing such a beautiful thing i have nothing to do with it i had big deal i'm your grand 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 whatever big deal doesn't mean anything (laughs) Except that I carry the message to somebody who carries the message to somebody who carries the message to you and you carry the message to somebody else. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty. I'm overjoyed. I'm ecstatic. When this thing started, I wanted to say, F this. Let's figure another day sometime in 2025. I'll do a podcast then. By then I'll be calmed down. But allowing me to share my pain before this in order to allow me to share my joy, that's what this is all about. So I'm extremely grateful you guys have asked me to share. Uh, and thank you very much. Allow me for me to be of service. Thank you, Russell. That Yay! Great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that face.
1: Oh, oh yes.
0: Oh, thank you.
1: And, you know... You still are. You still are. You still, still are a grand, 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 grands, grand, grand, grand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess everyone should know, you know that, that we're all it's related like, through sponsorship. Here. And I
1: hear that we are all related through sponsorship here. And I love, Russell, that you said, like, it means nothing. And it also, I think, you know, for me, though, it does mean one thing. And it's a really important thing. And it's what we're talking about today is it's service and it Mm -hmm. also means like selflessness uh to me right true selflessness not in like self-abandonment but like showing up and just being there for someone as um with unconditional love you know because you modeled that other people were able to model that and i'm able to model that you know, and, and my sponsees are able to model that hopefully, I, you know, hope for, I hope mm-hmm. that for them. If they can't, that's not, that's okay too. You know, but I think that, that, so when I, you know, when I think about that, it is really cool to me that the program gets carried down and, and, uh, you know, that the 12 steps happening, I guess that is so incredible to me. And I get so excited about that Um, uh, because, because, fuck, I fucking love programs because I get to have a great life because fucked up shit happens in life because that's what life is. Life has that amazing, incredible shit happens in life, too. And fucked up shit happens in life, too. And I no longer get lost in the fucked up shit and then have my life be off like, like, let it fuck up all the shit. I get to like be like, OK, how do I get to like navigate this as a mature adult that mm-hmm. lives my life? That, like doesn't stop my life for anyone and um so I'm glad you brought that up because I think it's really cool one of the
0: things I love about that Thanks. too is that um you know I don't know how many grands the way we are whatever but the um I've met people in the chain right and sometimes you hear them and you're like oh I would never pick them as my sponsor like we don't gel at all <laughs> but that's absolutely irrelevant it's, it's principles above personalities, right? Like A, I didn't pick them. It doesn't matter. They weren't, we weren't related in that way. And then B, the, the message gets through whoever you are. Like it comes down. It doesn't matter what your personality is. It doesn't matter whether you would click or not. Like the message is the message. It comes down. And if it's passed on and that, I actually really liked right. it that those people <laughs> and I wouldn't necessarily gel all of them, right? Some of them we do. That's actually kind of special. Yeah. Um,
2: so I like you I like that you brought that up too. Right. Oh, as the big book says we are people who would normally not mix. Yeah. And you know, Claire, you know, the whole idea of selflessness uh selflessness bleeds into the selfishness of by sponsoring we take care of ourselves.
1: Mhm. Yes 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 yeah i definitely remember sponsoring
0: and having it be one of the saner moments of my week when i was going through stuff because i was a step i was a few steps ahead just a few but i was a few steps ahead of that person so i could actually be helpful and i could feel sane for that at least that one hour i wasn't the most troubled and it wasn't about me right and it really was one of the most calming bombs because the way i was taught that we meet every week so that, that hour was like, okay, this is not about me. And whatever happens, it's, it's about this other person. It's really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't think like, of anything else in my life where that happens like that, with that kind of service. Um, normally we delve mm-hmm. into your past and such, but mm-hmm. I'm curious a little bit about this being of service and your experience with being of service. Like, what was your first service commitment and what was it like for you?
2: Um... Oh boy!
1: What a great question, yeah. Russell. Before you start, can yeah. you just move your the the mic spots just rubbing on, on. Beard. there? You go. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's
2: That a little better.
1: That's so much. Just off there, the beard yeah. is Thank great. You, you don't it, even have to hold it. Yeah. It was, yeah. you know. I don't know. Thanks, I'm, I'm, Thanks Russell. Thank you. <laughs>
2: You have entered the twilight zone. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I don't remember what my first service commitment is, to be honest. I know very early on. So I've been in Los Angeles now for 22 years, and I was, I did, uh, I've been in Al-Anon 24 years, so I did the two and a half years before that in New York City. And I know very early on, like the first meeting or two, I wanted to be the secretary. (laughs) Why am I not the secretary? I I mean, I have no idea how this program works. I've never done a 12-step program before, but I know I should be the secretary. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's only logical because I'm an Al-Anon. I know how to do this. So, of course, I was not the secretary for a very long time. I don't know. Probably a phone list I had done for a while. And then finally, when I did... Do secretary? I was like, oh, I'm so not ready for (laughs) this. I'm so not ready to ask people to speak. I'm so not ready. Because what I was told was, yeah, be a secretary. Absolutely. But it means you should go to other meetings to get other people from outside this meeting to come to our meeting so we get new voices. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to other meetings. Well, then you probably shouldn't be secretary. Like, oh, okay. So I started going to other meetings. I started listening to other people, getting other phone lists, and I started being secretary. Fortunately, because I am a double winner, I'm so grateful Al-Anons are as tightly wound as we are as a double winner, I'm not allowed to do service above the group level. So that takes care of any problem of doing any service above the group level. Actually, my first main, main service was being the Al-Anon treasurer for AALA convention in Los Angeles, uh, my sponsor had been the treasurer and he was stepping down and I went to the business meeting cause like all good Al-Anons, I love pushing my nose into other people's business and finding out what they're doing wrong and how to make it correct. And they <laughs> said, can we get somebody to do treasurer? And nobody raised their hand. And I had at that point, I already had about six years of Al-Anon and some service commitments. And I literally, I, I say this and nobody believes me. But truly I was sitting in the meeting he was stepping down as treasure, and I literally, my hand just went <laughs> up. I swear to God, I did not raise it. I, I, you know, it's one of those God shots. I truly did not raise my hand. Yeah. My hand was raised on its own. And I became the treasurer. and I proceeded to have six years of commitment in Al-Anon for the convention of doing treasure and treasure and co-chair and chair and advisor and all that and i loved it it was great and it really helped me really helped me be of service mm.
0: i was thinking of the, um, the business meeting as you were talking about like who can do what and all that i just i always tell people the best recovery is in the business meeting like stay for the business meeting and for me the biz, the best recovery was sitting oh, yeah. on my hands and shutting the fuck up during a business meeting The more I could do that, because of course I was like, I could have this done in five minutes. Like we're wasting so much time. Like no one's doing this correctly. Like I have the answer and being like, say nothing, say nothing, say nothing. And just doing it for years was probably some of the best Mm -hmm. discovery I had in my life. Yeah. So I love a business meeting. I will always stay for a business meeting. I just put it on mute and just walk around the house and
2: listen to people go crazy. Yeah. The business meetings, meetings in general, they are a petri dish of society. And if so you so
1: true. Yeah.
2: And if you can make it through that, you can make it through the world at large.
1: Yeah. It's you know, it's interesting. I too for the same reason that Corey I mean, I really like a business meeting and it's and you know, part of it really like um feeds my ego if oh, yeah. you're ever in a business meeting with me um i do i like to just sit and listen and i think you know it's like it's fascinating because i um i've also ran business meetings and i love it i love running a business meeting i'm really um like firm in a business <laughs> i'm like great we've got three pros now we need three co- <laughs> It's very direct, you know, but I also like don't need to run the business meeting. I'm happy to sit and like go, okay, this is so interesting. And like, how are the, and I'm also taught like through my, my sponsor teaches me to, you know, not from a judgmental place at all whatsoever, Mm -hmm. from an observational place of learning, identify things that go on in meetings through people's shares, through people's behaviors. To To learn and grow and be more compassionate and loving towards myself and others, you know, so I can sit in a business meeting and be like, oh, that person interrupted that person. There must be some, maybe there's some fear there. I know I interrupt people when I'm afraid that I'm not going to get what I need. Hmm. Absolutely. That's, inter- that's interesting. And it's like, like you said, it's just, it really is, it is like a little m- mini microcosm of the world trying to, to get things done, right?
2: Okay, so can I give you two a question? Let's see how much you know about program.
1: Wow, we've never gotten, I've never, have we ever gotten questions? Oh, okay, hold on, I have to adjust my pillow. All right, I'm ready. Let's see
2: what you know about program. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit this out, Joe, if it doesn't go well. Outside literature. Outside literature. <sighs> allowed, not allowed, approved, not approved
1: technically it's not allowed
0: i believe it's not allowed but that's just okay. what i've been taught Corey? i believe not allowed
1: i would mm-hmm. say unless the group comes to a decision that for that group they're going to allow yeah, group it. group level. So technically, I think it could be brought to a motion in a meeting, and then you could decide in that meeting, hey, like there's certain prayers and things that get chosen to be in or not in a meeting. Um, Robert's rules are used in some meetings and not in other meetings. That's technically not Al-Anon. The Robert's rules technically aren't. So I think uh, – N- you know, no, unless it is brought to a business meeting and then it is voted upon. The group conscious decides that they want that to be a part of their meeting, and then absolutely because they've decided as a group.
2: Very, very thought out, logical answer.
1: So
2: <laughs> let me read something to you from past recovery. I've got recovery. mine here
1: too. I've got mine here too. Yes,
2: past to recovery tradition four. Third paragraph,
1: okay? I'm so excited. I'm so Tradition excited. Tradition four
2: is each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting another group or Alan or A as a whole, which is basically what you just said. Robert's Rule, group conscience, business, fantastic, absolutely. Unity through literature has also helped us communicate with each other in terms that represent the fellowship as a whole. On occasion members may use brief excerpts or ideas from outside literature that they have found helpful as part of their personal sharings and the exclusive use of Cal at meetings limits confusion and fosters unity Mm -hmm. in the fellowship. Therefore, what I hear from that is in my share three minute Mm -hmm. long share, short share, Mm-hmm. I have found the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous extremely helpful. Progress, not perfection, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, so forth and so on. I have found mm-hmm. the Holy Bible, the Quran. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I have found the giving tree. <laughs> well, I'm, <laughs> I'm very the giving helpful. tree right now. I love I'm the giving tree. I
1: was reading it the it other is, day.
2: I, I wow. saw one the other day. I saw a cartoon. <laughs> a, a some guy wrapped a chain around the trunk of a a stub and pulled out. He goes, "The last of the giving tree." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this goes back to my whole idea. Mm-hmm. As, and mm-hmm. as you say, Claire, you said it very succinctly. It's what a lot of people believe. It's what I believe too. Mm-hmm. And when somebody goes up there and says there's an Indian proverb and somebody from the audience interrupts, Mm. cross talks and says, we don't allow that. I'm sorry. Tradition four says I can say that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And even mm -hmm. if it doesn't say that, what about cross talk and interrupting Mm -hmm, and being mm -hmm. condescending and proving Mm -hmm. me wrong? How does that help the fellowship? Mm -hmm. How does that help? You know, now if somebody's standing up and they're saying this orientation, this premise is wrong, and you guys are evil, I mean, yeah, okay.
0: Well, I think sometimes so people feel real- they're being of service by speaking up, and I think sometimes it's really great to be of service by not speaking up, and I think that's people's idea of service, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I completely
0: agree with you, Corey. Completely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. I, I, I err on the and side of letting why. things go because I'm a fucking busybody who's up in everybody's business all the time and has too many things. <laughs> but that's my recovery is to limit. That's that. right. I
1: need to shut I up. I need to just shut up. That's right. So
2: that's and, my recovery is to shut the and
1: hell up.
0: How off.
2: hard is that?
0: Well, for some people, very hard, I guess.
2: How hard yeah. is that? That is yeah. so hard. You know, because also we see things all day long that are wrong. Sure. They need to be fixed. Russell's using Correct?
1: air quotes right now. Yeah. That they are quote unquote wrong or quote unquote. Well, yeah. Thank you very
2: much. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for adding "prem" <laughs> below my just name. Just in case. Yes.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. I just Absolutely. wanted. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I wasn't levity. quoting. Levity. it Actually, I was only air yeah, quoting. Wasn't it? You definitely have to the word wrong.
1: Yes.
0: You know, we were in a meeting.
1: That was sarcasm.
0: <laughs> Russell, you and I were in a meeting. <laughs> That was really wackadoo, like, and the service, the leaders kept going no, wackadoo, won't. and um, somebody took a service commitment. <laughs> oh,
1: I think I'd been to that for, Yeah,
0: It's a wackadoo, <laughs> but someone took a service commitment for the treasury, and then, like, I watched this person start, like, like, whole recovery kind of unfurl, and they ended up leaving, and, like, leaving with the money. It was, like, very strange. And it was, but honestly, like as it was happening, I only bring it up because as it was oh. happening, people and I were sharing about it. And I was like, this is really amazing to watch. And while I was telling people about it, people were getting their own recovery mm-hmm. out of me mm-hmm. sharing with them about how strange it was. So even when it went badly, a lot of people got a lot of interesting recovery out of it. Or not badly, quote unquote bad, went not, not in order.
1: Totally. Everyone
0: got a bunch out of it.
1: As unexpected, yeah. not as it normal as it's traditionally intended to go. Yeah.
2: I want to be yeah. very careful about talking about this because, again, and we've been very, you know, general general way. I don't want to get too specific about it. And you were right. Um, actually, when it happened and the individual left that meeting for the last time, I actually chased after them. And I said, can we please talk? Can you and I just talk? And he and I, this person and I had not had the best, you know, but I really, truly wanted to just sit with them and just say, how are you doing? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. I, I had, many people had many thoughts about what happened. I have no idea possibly Treasury was stolen by somebody else. And they just felt guilt and remorse. I mm-hmm. never even thought about it. Mm-hmm. Is it the honestly? thing that really gets yeah. me, the thing that gets me is this person may never come back to program again. And the fact is they are welcome yeah. to.
1: Yes, oh, yes, Russell
2: best meetings I have ever been to is when somebody stands up and they say, not from this meeting, but from a meeting many years ago, and I stole the <laughs> treasury. <laughs> it was $10 and I needed coffee. And I put uh-huh. an extra $10 in this treasury. Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. I lost the treasury. Whatever. I dog
1: ate it. whatever. The first Welcome do, back. the first do is do forgive is do forgive you know and what do we not you know how also like so much of everything really I think is falling under this beautiful umbrella of being of service and like how we can show up at first service of ourselves and like I also you know let it begin with me is a huge one for me um and keeping the focus on myself like at the top so if it's if it's let it begin with me and then the first do in the list which I believe all of literature is divinely guided. That's my belief. And I believe it's divinely ordered. I do. I think you can totally do stuff however you do it for you, for sure. For me, in doing things in a certain order, it has been like I have had spiritual awakenings seeing how that order created something that that really wouldn't have been that way and wouldn't have been as powerful for me had it not been in that order. So when I look at the do's and don'ts I'm like the first one up there it it means something to me that the first one is do forgive because once mm-hmm. when I am in forgiveness I am available for everything that comes after that forgiving myself for judging other people for then i then i'm not judging people then i'm available to be of service to them to be kind and compassionate i love that you shared that russell so much because you know i think there there are there's a lot uh you know not a lot or whatever it happens in the, in program where people do not feel welcome for whatever reason. And I have not felt, felt welcome at times for whatever reason. That's also why we have so many different kinds of meetings. You know, that's why we have so many different kinds of meetings. Um, and that, that, I also believe God, like God's got it. So like God's got it totally for for whatever reason that person will or will not come back god's got that that's not mine or anybody else's but that person and their higher powers you know and i think that was a really brave and courageous and loving thing for you to do and to me that's like wow so selfless right in a service way of just being like well fuck it like me, like obviously this person needs some help because they wouldn't be this is not a nor, this is not even in their realm of normal, they don't show up this way. So like, this is very unusual. Like has any, you know, maybe I can be of service to this person. Like when anyone, anywhere reaches out for help, let the hand of Albanon always be there and let it begin with me. And it's just like, I just think that's such a powerful story for you to share.
2: And you can't have forgiveness without love and tolerance. Yeah. And so let me get draw to, what is the best service commitment in the room for me, the best, and there is one, absolutely one, which is the best service commitment in the room without question. It's the most important one for the giver and the receiver is the greeter.
1: I was just going to say, I was like, I'm feeling greeter. I'm feeling greeter. The greeter, greeter on this
2: one. is what's so wonderful. First of all, we have, sure. you know, a lot of meetings have, you know, quote unquote air quotes, official greeters, Mm-hmm. You don't need to be an official greeter degree. You can stand just there. Just stand at no. the door in face-to-face meetings and just when people arrive, shake their hand. Now, what do you do when somebody comes into the room? You say hello. You reach out to your hand to shake their hand. Non-COVID times, things are a little safer, but you reach your hand out. You grab their hand and with your other hand you cup it. Mm -hmm. And you shake their hand with both your hands and you look them in the eye and you say, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And when the next person comes, you do the same goddamn thing. You like the person. You don't like the person. You know the person. You don't know the person. You do the same thing for everybody. Now, some people will walk right past you not to do it.
1: Um, (laughs) That's okay. Right for
2: them. That's what they need. But otherwise, what's also great is you get to say, I haven't seen you before. Are you new to this room or program? Mm -hmm. Well, wonderful. We have a seat safe for you right in the first row. (laughs) Come sit next to me. Let me tell you, you do that. You make a friend for life and program. You literally will probably save somebody's life. And again, going back to the beginning, selfishness, you will save yourself.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I'm just a yak dacking on this episode. It always fluctuates, but, um, you know, Russell, again, like when I, I like crawled into program well I actually I walked in standing up I don't you know I'm surprised I wasn't on my knees literally I was metaphorically like flat on the fucking floor And You're yeah, <laughs> close to it I remember I saw I, you I know yes and you we were you were in that meeting yeah I think you were it might have even been in my first fucking meeting you I may was. have been in the very first one and Russell's like I fucking was I know I was uh yeah and that little room you know and I was early right and like those that know me and Corey always laughs cause like also, I've been early lately, which is nice. I've my tardiness is way way better than it was when I first started program. Thank you very much, and I'm gonna honor it. And I see your eyes rolling, Corey. Thanks so much. Anyway, so I roll. was on time though, which was which. Okay, okay. So I was on, I was early. I think I've shared this before, but I'm gonna fucking share it again because everything you said, like there was a person that was there setting up the chairs. And of course I was like, you know, I like put on something nice. I like took a shower. I was like in despair of my like pitfall of a relationship that crush was crushed. Like I was crushed, you know? And I, and I was like, okay, I'm doing it now. I'm going to the gay center. So I feel safe like that. At least I know I got something in common with these fuckers and also the, all the other shit and my like, X at the time was like a, a, a sober alcoholic. So I was like, I'm familiar with tall stuff enough, but I'm going to do this Al-Anon thing. And I was so scared that I wouldn't fit in or that I w- it was going to be othered or that I didn't ha- have, you know, I, I wasn't, wouldn't be allowed to be there or whatever. And this person was just like, Oh, are you here for the Al-Anon meeting? And I was like, yes. And they did exactly that. Russell, they helped, they took my hand looked me in the eyes and said, I'm so, I am so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. Welcome. And no. it makes me, I get, I get caught, choked up every time I think about that unconditional love of not knowing me and just being like, you're, cause that was, you're going to be okay. That's what they were saying to me without saying it. Like you are going to be okay. And right. like, this is a place you get to come to be safe.
2: Absolutely. Let's see how close I can get to your anniversary date. July 26,
1: 2014.
2: July 26. No, your
1: birthday's no, in January. I'm a, I'm a January. Program.
2: Mm-hmm. Really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when you came in, somebody else from program came in. And I sponsored the other person for a while. And that was their serenity date, and you came. Mm-hmm. The two you came in, I think, like the same time. Hmm. Was it 2014?
1: Yeah, whatever. Six and a half years ago is. Yeah, that's
2: about. Yeah. So. Okay, so maybe you came in. You but came Jan- in earlier. I guess.
1: Yeah, January though. Mine's like January. Yeah. Eight. It's actually on Corey. Your actual birthday is my January eighth Is your
2: actual recovery birthday? Yeah. So for all DMs, Corey's birthday is January the send 8th. sunflower.
0: That's right. Be you better sure send him balloons and
1: send
2: me uh, a
0: gift certificate. That's
1: right. Otherwise, he'll sit in his.
2: Corey, do you have an Amazon wish list? I'm doing this, I'm doing this <laughs> it for public? cash and prizes, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> specifically.
1: Well, that's why I'm here. Notoriety.
0: Notoriety. Um, how did you get a sponsor? What was that, what was that like for you, Russell? Oh, God. Which program?
2: <laughs> in this program. Well, actually, okay, so.
1: Yeah, in this Well, one. actually, I, yeah. I know, but
2: in AA, I actually just got a new sponsor after a year and a half of not having a sponsoring program in AA. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Al-Anon, uh, in New York, I asked somebody, my sponsor, he said, sure, I'm really busy, I travel a lot, I'm in the theater. And he we tried to sponsor, and it kind of worked a little bit for a little while. Then Mm. I got somebody else to sponsor me in New York, and that worked for a little bit. I used a lot of my friends in program. Mm. I used a lot of my friends in program as my sponsors. Um, When I moved out to Los Angeles, I was here for a couple of years, and then somebody from New York who I absolutely adored in program moved out here, and I asked them to be my sponsor, and that was, I don't know, over 10 years ago, and they're still my sponsor. So um, it just, you know... Sponsorship is a really important tool to this program and it can be really scary,
1: mm. really, really
2: scary, not understanding how much is it going to cost me? What are the fees? You know, there are no fees and all of that. You know, all we ask is that, you know, you stick to your commitments. If you say you're going to call me at this time, call me at that time. You say you're going to show up, show up. Um, one of the things for me is, um, I expect my sponsees to be a service. If I find out, and I have found out that some of my sponsees get asked to sponsor, and they say, oh my God, I said no, of course. What do you mean you said no? Well, I'm only on step nine. So you can sponsor them on step one. Just stay ahead of them, like Corey said early on. Just stay one step ahead of them. And if I'm willing to sponsor you, and you're not willing to sponsor somebody else, I will not sponsor you. Now, we can talk about it. It is scary. It is scary to sponsor. and I. That's what sponsors are for. I will walk you through sponsoring somebody else. I'm not going to abandon you. What if they ask me for money? Well, then just say no. What if they ask me <laughs> to drive them somewhere? Can you drive them? Do you want to drive them? Mm-hmm. You know, everything they ask you, you can call me about. Sorry, that was that was my door. <laughs> uh, everything they call you, everything they ask you about, you can call me and say, Let me check with my sponsor. I don't know. And I will walk you through it, babe. I will walk you through it, but you do not get to say no. Mm. I love that. You don't necessarily have to sponsor them either. You do not have mm-hmm. to sponsor, them, but mm-hmm. you need to be there for them. You need to show them what the program is about. What if I had said no to you when you asked me to sponsor you? Anyone, anywhere reaches out for help. What about me just saying, you know, I'm not sure. How about if I, yeah. What about just temporary sponsor? What about, what about a really drastic thing? And this is the scariest part. What about if I just be your program friend? Just talk to you every day. It mm. doesn't have to be a sponsor, but you need to show up for people because there are far too many people in this program who don't show up for others. Mm. And I want to be the elder statesman. I do not want to be the bleeding deacon. Mm. And you two are obviously elder statesmen. You can mm. you can deny it and self-denial and procrastination and trash talk and all that stuff, but you two are obviously elder statesmen. Obviously.
1: Thank I've you, Russell. you
2: work your programs. I've seen you in the rooms. I know how you both work your programs. You are elder statesmen.
0: That's really lovely to hear, Without Russell, especially because I look so
1: young to hear that. I think that's part of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an old friend, Corey. Um, Corey, what are you?
0: You're I'm like 65. Yeah, I'm like 70, 70, 71, I think, this year. 72. 72. Oh,
1: 72. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to add yeah, a year. Sorry. I know right. how painful one year can be. Well, I mean, Claire's I'm been since baby she was child. 15, so she's, what, 22 <laughs> now? They're definitely 22. still look so youthful.
2: They're definitely I mean, 22. So
0: they're definitely 22. Um, Claire, do you have? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I just, I was just. Oh, go ahead. Do Do you have a
0: reading for us? I I feel like it's time for a reading. I do have a
1: reading. We usually do reading. It's time. I think all of this totally takes us right into it, too. And um, Yeah, so today I'm going to read from How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics, which is also... Thanks, Russell, for bringing some reading to the table, too, today. I love our literature. Um, this is on page 36 and uh, we have been talking about it and we're going to keep talking about it. It would seem, but, uh, I wanted to read this excerpt about sponsorship. So sponsorship is one of the cheap re wow. Cheap. It's su- It's super cheap guys. You it, don't have to, it doesn't cost literally. you very much. <laughs> oh, through prayer
2: and medication. <laughs> Woo.
1: My medication is the spiritual <laughs> practice. Um, there you go. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Back to one. All right. Sponsorship. Sponsorship is one of the chief resources we use to help us to cope with and recover from the effects of alcoholism. A sponsor is someone with whom we can share about ourselves and our our circumstances in detail. Most of us choose a sponsor who has been involved with Al-Anon for some time, someone who is familiar enough with the program to help us learn to apply it to our own lives. Although most of Al-Anon's principles and techniques involve simple, easy-to-grasp ideas, slogans, or actions, knowing when and how to put them to work in our lives can be very confusing, and a sponsor can be of great help. Between Al-Anon meetings, we can call our sponsor when we face a difficult situation, achieve a goal, feel confused, or just want to talk. It's wonderful to have someone to turn to who already knows our story, someone who has made a commitment to be there to listen and to share with us, someone who can offer a different perspective on our situation, someone who respects our privacy and will keep what we say absolutely confidential. A sponsor is a friend, a confidant who has experienced alcoholism's devastating effects and yet has learned through Al Anon to find serenity and hope. He or she listens, shares experience, strength, and hope, and offers support and encouragement. A sponsor does not have all the answers. He or she or they is just another human being who is recovering, a human being who is recovering from the effects of alcoholism. None of us is finished with our personal growth no matter how long we have been an alanon our sponsors we must be especially careful to avoid giving spe- as sponsors we must be especially careful to avoid giving specific advice about what to do or not to do in particular situations the idea is to help our fellow members find their own answers in their own time When looking for a sponsor, it sometimes helps to attend several different Al-Anon meetings in order to come into contact with a variety of members, although it is not always possible to do so. Most of us look for someone who is actively trying to apply the Al-Anon program in his or her or their life. This means that we look for sponsors who try to take the various principles and practices the program offers and apply them to their own lives. For example, many of us seek a sponsor who works the 12 steps, observes the 12 traditions, is active in service work, reads Alan on literature, uses the slogans, and seems to share from the heart. It is also suggested in most instances that we choose a sponsor of the same sex to avoid complications and romantic or physical involvements that might make the relationship less beneficial. But this is not an inflexible rule. The most important thing is to be willing to reach out and ask for help we need, human to human. If we hear someone with whom we identify, we can speak with them after the meeting or ask for their phone number. If we feel comfortable with them and feel we could develop a rapport, perhaps we will ask them to sponsor us. At first, many of us feel reluctant to ask anyone to make such a big commitment to us. Alcoholism has often taken a heavy toll on our self-esteem, and we feel unworthy to ask for such attention. We don't want to impose or be a burden to anyone. It can take a while to discover that such a request is not a burden, but a privilege and an honor. Sponsorship is a mutually beneficial relationship. It allows sponsors to focus on the Al-Anon principles in a new way and provides them an opportunity to practice the 12 steps. No one works the program harder than a willing newcomer. Many longtime members are inspired by those we sponsor to renew our commitment to our own recovery by the efforts and the progress of others. We often see a reflection of ourselves in those we sponsor. We may recognize areas in which we need to work harder and places that we are overly hard on ourselves. We see how far we've come and how much farther we have to go. And we hear in what is shared with us in our responses exactly what we ourselves most need to hear. Sponsorship is a tool our higher power can use to help us both grow. Most of us are flattered to be asked to sponsor another member, but sometimes for any variety of reasons, the person being asked may be unable to say yes. If our first choice is unavailable, then we are encouraged to ask someone else. For many of us, there is no greater resource for building trust and learning to communicate honestly with dignity than sponsorship. The sooner we avail ourselves of this opportunity, the sooner we can start to grow in these areas. Nonetheless, each of us works this program at our own pace. There is no right or wrong time to find a sponsor. Some of us are ready right away, and some of us wait quite a while before we feel moved to take this step. Some of us never choose it at all. It is never too late to get a sponsor, and we are free to change sponsors at any time. Sponsors cannot make the Al-Anon program work for others. Each of us sponsor or sponsored alike must apply the Al-Anon steps, principles and practices ourselves. And even the most dedicated sponsor cannot be available all the time. It is important to remember that a sponsor is only one of many voices in Al-Anon. If help is not available in the first place we look, it is our responsibility to reach out to other members. Our needs are important. It is up to us to make sure that they are met. Amen. What a great reading. Mm -hmm.
2: So, two things share specifically with your sponsor, which is great. We talk about sharing in a general way in the room and share specifically with the sponsor. So, in the room, we don't really share names, we don't really share specifics about our, you know, this and that, but with our sponsor, we get to say, John Doe. who does this, who works here, did this to me, and that drives me crazy. So that's why we talk about sharing in a general way, in a specific way. The one thing I disagree with it, it said sharing with our sponsor between meetings. Let me tell you, the number of times I've called my sponsor during a meeting when I've walked out of a meeting and I've screamed at my sponsor and said, that freaking meeting is driving me goddamn crazy, I need your help right now. So you don't have to wait between meetings. You can share during a meeting. Although I do recommend you try to sit with your, as Corey has said, with your butt on your hands and just sit there and listen. But sometimes it has been difficult for me and I've needed to trash talk a meeting to my sponsor and say, do you know the crazy shit they just pulled in this room? Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. I mean, sponsors are there for
1: everything. Yeah. After all our literature is, yep. they are, they are, they are. And our literature is really a guideline. You know, I think that that's what's also so incredible about this program for me is that we really do get to take what we like and leave the rest. And that's totally mm-hmm. up to us to do that as individuals, you know, mm-hmm. like that's on me. And it's, it's also, it is said in our rooms, it is a part of our program It's in there. You know, I'm being given, like, if I thought I needed fucking permission, if I thought I needed permission, it's there. I don't need permission to take what I like and leave the rest. I understand that about myself today. I didn't understand that about myself when I started program. But it's in there. The permission is there already. Just take what you like and leave the rest. You know, and so I love that there were things that you, there's a lot of that that you loved, Russell. And then you were like, hey, there's also these these, these two things for me that, um, that work different for me in my program. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope everyone takes what they like what a and great leaves the rest. Crosstalk Effie.
1: Literally. I have this Corey, you don't have the a book in front of no, me, you. No, I'm in
0: a, I'm in an attic. I just kinda
1: want to hear somebody read the twelfth step out loud. Russell, can you read the twelfth step for us or just Having say it from memory?
2: A spiritual awakening. Spiritual having had a spiritual awakening as a result of working these 12 steps, we carry this message to others and practice these principles in all, all, every single one of our affairs. That's the key. All our affairs. Doesn't stop when we leave the room, doesn't stop when we're at the supermarket and not around any alcoholics. It is <laughs> in all our affairs. When you're driving down I 95 or on the 405 or wherever the heck you're driving and people cut you off, just remember they cannot cut you off if you let them in. That is the guiding principles of the 12 steps and of Al Anon.
1: And there's one word that you missed, Russell. We tried to carry. We tried. Because we Absolutely. just can only try. We Absolutely. can only try. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Again, yeah. it was never about the result. It was mm-hmm. never about the sponsee mm-hmm. and what they accomplished. <laughs> it was about me carrying the message.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key.
2: Thank you so much for showing me how I was wrong and stupid. I really appreciate that, Claire. Yeah, for you're welcome. Me know. I, I, well, that, I had that it. It that that was a tried. test.
1: It was and a Corey, test. Corey,
2: would you, you, know? you like to insult me in no, any I, way about my lips? I, so you I sat on my hands
1: and kept my mouth
2: shut. I think, Claire. There you, Thank you so much. See, you're working a good program, well, Corey. At least you know how to understand.
1: I'm trying to direct, manage, and control, you know. <laughs> I, listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We have a precedence to uphold for this podcast, Russell. I'm not about to let it fall below. Okay. okay? So you, you try. It, all right. I tried. You tried. We all try. Like, We're all trying. We're try all fucking trying, trying here. It. Okay. All right. And isn't it trying? It's definitely trying, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, well
0: thank all you for right. joining us wonderful well. and uh, for being of service today and uh, keep coming back
1: keep coming back it, if you, it, work it. if you
0: work it and you're, worth, and you're it. worth it
1: this podcast is produced by Claire and Corey original music by Austin Bunn original crosstalk logo by Jonathan Grant special thanks to our awesome editor Joe and thanks to all of our listeners keep coming back